is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. We have a lot to get to this week as Canada strikes gold at the IIHF World Under 18s. Huge contingent of WHL players. We'll look back on that in moments as well. Commissioner Ron Robinson calling this shortened season a big success. He'll join us as well. We'll hear from Cole Fonstad from the U.S. Division Champion Everett Silvertips and the WHL Player of the Week presented by Journey Rewards is Adam Beckman. He'll close out the show. First up. Canada's under-18 team with nine players from the WHL are world under-18 champions. The squad going undefeated in Texas to win a first gold medal for the nation since 2013. Hey, but it didn't come easy in that gold medal game against Russia. In fact, the Russians would open the scoring, but a young WHL phenom would even things up. Bedard, a little bit of speed. Connor Bedard walking in. Back in Scores! You want a response? You got it! Connor Bedard, great tournament, finishing with 14 points, matching Connor McDavid's record for a 15-year-old at the event. And with Canada on top 3-2 in the second period, another WHLer with a strong tournament stepped up. Drop pass from Clark. Richard scores! Logan Stankoven. He's a little ball of fire, and Logan Stankoven has Canada up 4-2. And after some tense moments in the third, an empty netter would put it away. And that'll do it. The drought is over. Gold is coming back to Canada. The WHL representatives bringing a gold medal back home include Thomas Millich of the Seattle Thunderbirds, along with fellow goaltender Tyler Brennan of the Prince George Cougars, defenseman Nolan Allen of the PA Raiders, Denton Matejchuk of the Moose Jaw Warriors, Everett Silvertips D-man Olin Zellweger, Forwards, Logan Stankoven for the Kamloops Blazers. Connor Roulette, Seattle Thunderbirds. Connor Bedard with the Regina Pats. Dylan Gunther of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Now also joining the nine WHL players, goaltending consultant Matt Wenninger of the Moose Jaw Warriors and Dr. Ben Cameron, team physician for the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Congratulations. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. As we wrap up the WHL season, we look back upon the four divisions and just how successful it's turned out to be with WHL Commissioner Ron Robison. Ron, when you were putting the plans together of this season uh, under a lot of stress and scrutiny here, to look back now and see what the WHL and the member clubs have accomplished here, what's your first thought on this? Well, I think we're very pleased, first of all, to be in a position to deliver a season and have that ability and the approvals from the health authorities and our various jurisdictions to get back to play. We always felt, uh, and give the ownership credit for this, they were very committed to delivering a season for the for the players, despite not having the ability to have fans um, and have revenues, quite frankly. It was critical that we got the players the, the development they needed this season, and we're delighted that we've been in a position to deliver that. Regina, the Subway Hub Center, crowning the Brandy Wee Kings as uh, champions after all said and is done. You do nearly 2,000 tests and get back zero positive results. Uh, what, what a job done by everybody uh, in the hub in Regina. It was a tremendous success. Uh, 84 games in 48 days. Uh, players were confined to university residence for, for approximately 60 days uh, during that period of time, traveled exclusively between the residence and the arena. 
I just admire the players, the team staff, and the work that they did to be that disciplined and respect our protocols and and to walk uh, to go through that entire experience and not have a positive test was remarkable. And I think it speaks to the good work that has been done uh, with the health authorities and with our medical advice uh, to uh, put protocols in place that really demonstrated that we could play this entire event uh, in a very safe environment. We have division champions at Edmonton and Everett, and uh, as well as you look forward to uh, a conclusion in BC, uh, what we've seen is is minimal disruption, uh, not quite the perfect record in Regina, but overall, uh, your take on how the other three divisions have been run. Well, everyone deserves a tremendous amount of credit. Uh, again, I commend the players and the staffs in all divisions and and in our three other divisions, uh, U.S., B.C., and Central Divisions, we had minimal disruption to the schedule. Our objective was to get through it. We knew there was going to be cases uh, at some point during the year, but uh, to really have this as a minimal effect on the schedule has been uh, tremendous. The most important thing, of course, was to get those games in from a player's standpoint, get the development, and we feel we've delivered that uh, with a very good schedule overall for all uh, all four divisions. You mentioned that the player development side, and you know personally for myself, seeing these 2005s come in, uh, led by Connor Bedard, and then a, a really strong group of 2004s uh, getting this chance to develop here. What's been the take from you know maybe the WHL teams around uh, around the league, and you know getting this opportunity to develop the players, which will just give them, a, I think, a, a major step up going into the fall. Well, the future is very bright. There's a lot to be excited about uh, for our fans, uh, for our teams. Uh, the young talent coming into the league is arguably as good as we've ever seen. Uh, as you mentioned, the 0405 age group, very special, and uh, we're just really excited. Uh, they got an opportunity, of course, to get some experience this year in our league, and, and that will really put them in uh, in really good position moving forward. There was a big element missing this season, uh, Commissioner, and that was fans in the stands. And, you know, they can follow along as best they can on social media and through CHL TV, but uh, there definitely is a, a disconnect when they can't see their team in person uh, and really spread the word that way here. So we look forward to the fall. Uh, of course, we're still trying to come out of the tail end of this third wave. Uh, numbers are trending in the right direction, but any indication that we could see an amount of fans in the building, are you confident we'll see that in the well, those are discussions that we'll uh, be having with the, uh, the government and health authorities in our jurisdiction, and, and obviously uh, we're hopeful that uh, the fall with the vaccines uh, will uh, allow us to get fans back in our building. It's critical. We're a fan-dependent league, uh, and uh, we not only need that atmosphere in our buildings, but we need the revenues in order to support our team. So it's a critical uh, uh, next stage in the uh, in the return to play, if you will, in the Western Hockey League, uh, because we do need fans in order to make this work uh, next season. And it'll probably be a similar situation with the different uh, jurisdictions, right? With uh, the U.S. division maybe having uh, different uh, regulations than, let's say, for example, B.C., just north of the border here. So are you anticipating a bit of a dance with the with the different jurisdictions across the league? I think so. I think it was really played out in, in many ways that has been very... Uh, each jurisdiction have taken their own position with respect to uh, restrictions and uh, and uh, generally uh, approvals to play, and we expect that to be the same uh, uh, at the start of the season next fall. Um, but uh, we're we're certainly confident in the U.S. division will be ready to go with full capacity, and uh, we'll just be monitoring things very closely and and obviously having discussions with the uh, with government health authorities in each of the jurisdictions in Western Canada. 
Well, first things first, no doubt a, a successful season. I think when this was thrown together, everybody was gung-ho, but uh, also cautiously optimistic that it would work. And uh, I think everyone would agree, uh, starting with the uh, Subway Hub Centre in Regina, that it's been a, a big success for not only the league, but the players and, and all the stakeholders. So, uh, Commissioner Ron Robinson, great job uh, spearheading this and appreciate your time here on WHL This Week. Thanks very much, John. This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. From the Subway Hub Center in Regina to the Entertainment Hub of North America. Yes, quite the ride for Winnipeg Ice Captain and Vegas Golden Knights first-round pick Peyton Krebs. He made his NHL debut this past week. Peyton Krebs, beautiful pass for Alex Tuck. His shot scores! Alex Tuck gets the goal, and Peyton Krebs will have its first point in the National Hockey League. Krebs just days removed from his WHL season in Regina with the ice, assisted on Alex Tuck's goal against Minnesota. It was obviously uh, a really fun day, pretty emotional too. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, during the game, I uh, just tried to get into it, get the nerves out, and uh, I think by the second period I felt really good, and every time I got on the ice, just tried to make a difference. Peyton recalls the moment he knew he would play. Definitely brought a smile to my face, trying to hold in the, the emotions and uh, the excitement a little bit, uh, be professional. But uh, after that, I uh, went in my room and uh, was pretty pumped. And Krebs says he adjusted quickly to the NHL game. In junior, there's not uh, 30-year-old men uh, coming at you and trying to hit you. So that was a big difference. And then I think, I think the speed felt good for me. Um, I felt fine in that sense. And then just uh, getting confidence um, with the systems and um, what uh, Pete wants us to do on the ice. And a special moment for him and his family back in Okotoks. They were really excited. My, I FaceTimed my my uh, dad and then my mom right there, and uh, my mom shed a few tears, and my, my dad uh, was just screaming, dancing in his office at work, so it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Krebs was the 17th overall pick in the 2019 NHL draft by the Vegas Golden Knights. He put up 43 points to the Winnipeg Ice in 24 games and leads the entire WHL in scoring with less than a week to play in the season. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Hey, what a season for Cole Fonstad and the Everett Silver Tips. Voice of the Tips, Mike Benton has more. Cole Fonstad is a U.S. Division champion and getting toward the end of his second season as an Everett Silvertips forward, but as well to the finish line of his Western Hockey League career. Cole, thank you for a few moments with us. A lot to take in, obviously, not just for maybe this last week, but also for the last couple of months. In what ways has this season been incomparable to any other for your career? Um, I think just with the uncertainty of it, uh, we didn't really know what was going on. And then two weeks later, we were in Everett. And two weeks after that, we were playing our first game. So it all kind of happened fast. And then uh, since we've started, it's flown by too. So um, it's just been a lot of fun. I'm just thankful we got to play this year. Different living situation this year. As far as getting into one building, a dorm with your teammates all around you, in what ways was that different, and in what ways did that benefit you guys this season? Yeah, it was good. I think um, it was different for for a lot of the guys for moving away from home for the first time, but also having to do a lot of the stuff yourself um, with being on your own and not having billets. And then um, I think it was good just to, to be around the guys all the time, too. If we were in billets, we probably weren't going to be allowed to go go hang out with each other at, at other houses, so... 
Um, this gave us a chance to really bond and, and spend lots of time together. What life skill do the guys pick up the most? Um, I don't know. I think a, a few of the guys have been cooking, um, doing their own laundry, uh, just little things like that that I think uh, helps the young guys grow up a little bit. So it's good. So pick one guy this summer. If you could go to his house, and we're just talking hypotheticals here, and he cooks the meal, who's it going to be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, I haven't really heard anyone brag up their cooking too much. Um, so I don't even know if I can answer that. Would you rather have someone cook for you or would you rather still order takeout? Uh, I think I'm going to go with takeout right now. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't really trust the boys that much yet, but uh, I'd give it a try if someone made me a meal. It's certainly a work in progress right now. Cole Fonstad is our one-on-one guest. To be a U.S. division champion in a season like this, what's the meaning for you? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, that was our goal coming in. Um, obviously, we knew there wasn't going to be playoffs right from the start, but um, just the competitive nature of our group, we wanted to win every game, and um, I think we've done a pretty good cha- pretty good job of that so far, and um, just staying focused and kind of taking it one day at a time. So we're going to do that for the last three games here and try and finish strong. Why has this team continued to embrace a thirst for winning even after winning the U.S. division? Um, I think it's just the, the program here, um, the coaches and, and all the staff. Uh, they just do a, such a good job of keeping everyone on their toes every day. I don't think anyone's ever really comfortable here. Um, not in a bad way. I think it's just that's the ex- expectation. Uh, you got to come ready every day and um, be ready for a new challenge. So I think that's such a big part of um, the success they've had in Everett, and it's going to continue to be. We've had the conversation before about what's next for you and your future after this final campaign, but what drives you every game to be consistent? Um, I don't know. I think I'm just an older guy now, and um, I kind of – been around for a while and i just want to want to lead by example for for those young guys because i know what they're going through uh there's a lot on their minds and um i just want to show them the right way to do things and kind of be a good leader for everyone how can you be the best leader for younger players on this team um i don't know i think there's lots of ways lots of ways to do it but for me it's just leading by example and doing all the right things on and off the ice and i'm um, just being there for them when they need when they need someone to talk to um if they're having a tough day or a tough game, uh, they can come and talk to me about it and just kind of lift them up and, and make sure they're always in the right headspace. What sets your goals as far as this last week to potentially lead into what's next for you in your career? I think the biggest thing is just enjoy it. Um, it seems like yesterday I played my first game, but it's it's been over five years now, and um, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, all the teammates and, and coaches and friends I've met along the way, it's just been been incredible, so I'm just uh, looking to enjoy it uh, this last week here. To get a fresh start in Everett, to win a U.S. Division Championship this season, to winning a WHL title with Prince Albert on top of that back in 2019, what's made you so grateful to be a WHL forward? Um, yeah, I don't think many guys uh, get to experience the things I have, so I'm pretty lucky. Um, I've played with so many great guys and, and friends that I'll, that I'll have for the rest of my life now, so um yeah i've won a lot of games and i think when you win um it just brings you that much closer with your teammates so um i've been very fortunate to do that well spoken cole fonstad thank you very much and all the best as far as what's next thank you all right that's cole fonstad i'm mike benton the western hockey league player of the week
Hey, Adam Beckman is the WHL Player of the Week presented by Journey Rewards. That was for last week, but he's picked up right where he left off. In fact, now 14 goals uh, in his last 12 games. Adam, you're red hot right now. Uh, I know it's a bit of a slow start to the year for everyone in Spokane, but what's been going right for you here lately? Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, it was kind of a slower start. Maybe didn't get a few bounces that I would have liked or our team would have liked early on in the year, but, you know, the last you know couple weeks, the for myself, anyways, the puck's been going in, in the net for me. It's kind of just the way hockey works sometimes. Sometimes they don't go in, and then sometimes they go in bunches. And that's kind of how it's been the last couple of weeks, and I'm really fortunate for that. You know, you're really basically wrapping up your WHL career here on a high. Have you thought about just kind of, you know, leaving a mark in your last stretch of games as you play, you know, basically this weekend, 3-3, three and three, and then, uh, you know, probably after the pro game full-time? Yeah, it hasn't really hit yet, I think, you know. It's just, it's been such an awesome time in Spokane, and, you know, hopefully, you know, for my career-wise, I'll be playing pro next year, but, um, yeah, Spokane's just done so much for me, and it's been so much fun, you know, the organization's the first class, and all my teammates have been unbelievable, so it's, it's definitely starting to hit home knowing me kind of in the last week here, and, um, and it's definitely difficult to, to really think about, so I try not to think about it until maybe when it happens. You've been a top goal scorer now in this league for a couple of seasons. Third round pick of the Minnesota Wild, seventy fifth overall, and you know, you're signed already, right? So, you know, I, I'm assuming the WHL and, and Spokane's been really good for you here. If and this is your final weekend of your uh, WHL career, uh, what would you look back and say about Spokane and the league? Oh, it's first class and best place to play in the Western League. I think you know anybody that plays here would say the same thing. You know, the city's unbelievable. You know, sitting outside right now, the weather's phenomenal and you know the rink's unbelievable and then the organization front office coaching staff and and the training staff's all been first class and treated me so well and it's uh it's kind of thinking about it now it's been such an awesome time and i wouldn't change any of it for the world you know, I think about Spokane, and I think about uh, just the fans that you can have in the stands, especially against, uh, you know, like a Friday night against Tri-City or, or a Saturday night, you know, against the division rival. You don't have that this year, and uh, we're looking forward to a return in the fall, Adam, but how different has it been for you to adjust and for the team to adjust without sort of, you know, that fans, that atmosphere, because when you guys score, you got the goal song, and there's a lot's going on there, and your fans get right into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely a lot different, you know, obviously <laughs> – we got, you know, a crazy fan base, and it's tons of fun to play at our rink every single night. Um, you know, kind of playing Tarsus even last night, you just kind of, you really realize how different it is. You know, usually if you're playing Tri-City, anytime there's nine, ten thousand people in the stands and score goal, they're all standing up clapping. So it's, uh, it's a lot different, but that's the circumstances we're under. We're just kind of happy to be playing. But, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things about, you know, my time in Spokane, I don't remember, is just uh, the atmosphere at the games and how um, electric and, and fun it was to play there. Yeah, it is, uh, it's a pretty good experience there for sure when uh, when that building gets going here. Uh, you've played just U.S. Division opponents in this hub. You haven't been able to play north of the border this year due to restrictions and things like that. Well, what's what's it been like sort of playing in a, uh, I guess, a round robin almost with the four other teams and you know seeing a lot of the same familiar teams and faces over and over again? Yeah, I think the games just become a little bit more strategic, you know, you know, when you, anytime you play in division, even during the year, you kind of know what to expect from your, your opponents, but they're in your division opponents. But obviously when you're playing them only uh, this year, it's, it kind of heightens that a little bit. So 
you know, it definitely makes the game a lot tighter and uh, harder to play, but I think that's good. And, you know, every time we we, we play against a team, we know it's not going to be easy, and I think that's the best part about our division. There's no given games for anybody. All right, well, Adam Beckman, if this is the end of the line here this weekend and you make the jump to pro hockey, uh, what a way to go out. Two hat-tricks uh, last week to pick up the uh, Player of the Week presented by Journey Rewards. You've scored 14 goals in 12 games. That's rolled on over here. So you've left it uh, definitely all out there in your final couple of seasons here, and uh, we wish you the best of luck wherever that might be next season. Thanks a lot. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to our guests as well, Mike Benton and Everett, for his help. Still one more division title to be decided here. BC Division is up for grabs. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL Broadcast Partners and Bauer Hockey.